Single Shouldn't Suck, a podcast about how to love your singleness. Imagine that. I'm your host, Esther Marie, and I wrote a book called Single Shouldn't Suck because it really shouldn't. Being single should not suck. It should be an epic adventure. And this podcast goes into all of the fun and awkward nuances that encapsulate and are the essence of the season of singleness. I hope you laugh your head off and maybe shed a few tears just because it's that hilarious and that relatable. Well, here we are, podcast number one on the Single Shouldn't Suck podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing this space with you guys and just providing a community where we can all share our stories and talk about how to truly embrace the season and beyond that honestly I will be totally transparent with you all and let you know I did not want to start a podcast called single shit and sec I didn't even want to name my book that I know that sounds weird but that's the truth I really cringe at anything that's too I guess just too pushy or forced when talking about singleness or Like, I just hate that it's a a topic in general. I just, I wish that our society and our culture, and especially within Christian culture, had more of, I guess, a normal outlook on this whole season and journey. Um, But I guess that that's also somewhat of a good thing because it shows that there's a need. There's a need to have these conversations, there's a need to talk to talk about the hard things and the struggles and why we hate that it's a topic. So I really hope that this podcast can actually be more than just white noise or another book or another podcast on dating and relationships and blah, 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 blah. You know, I really hope that this is something fresh. I really believe that this message is kind of relevant to what we've all been thinking and what we've all been feeling when it comes to our singleness and wishing someone had the guts to just stand up and say it. (laughs) And, um, you know, I have gotten several messages from people that have said that. And so it's super encouraging to hear. But I just really wanted to take the time to dive into my story and hopefully hear from you guys and hear your stories and I would love to share them on the podcast. I hate being the poster child for this conversation. I hate that my life has been this this journey of trying to figure out what it means to let go of searching for the one and idolizing marriage. But at the same time, I'm really grateful because I know that my story is not just for me. I know that God wants to use my story, not even just for his glory, but I really believe that, you know, that this is, that my story is, is for you. It's for you to be found in my story and and you to find your own voice and find your own confidence in this season. So for those of you who have not heard about my book, which I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have. Uh, It drops in just one month. Today is January 14th, the day that I'm recording, and it will be released on February 14th, otherwise known as Singleness Awareness Month. Um, Or, you know, it could also be the most romantic day of the year for you. It's however you want to see it. And um, I'm really excited about this book. It's called Single Shouldn't Suck, Letting Go of 
finding the one and learning to love the life in front of you. And that's what this whole journey is about. Singleness is not about trying to become something so amazing that finally you get noticed by the hottest, most ravishing piece of human flesh on the planet. It's about really discovering yourself. It's a journey of self-discovery. And I think we need to let go of this insatiable search for something or someone in this season so that we can really know who we are and love our life for what it has to offer us, not for what we wish it was. So I'm really excited about this book and it really is a vulnerable expression for me. It's my diary entries from the last nine years. Isn't that crazy? I literally started writing that book nine years ago and I, um, I'm very vulnerable and honest and I share all my journals, um, from, many, many, many seasons of longing and hope and disappointment. And it's not just about singleness. It really is about wrestling with your calling, learning how to find your faith again, losing your religion, dating, awkwardness. I mean, you name it, it's in the book. And I think it really captures the essence of singleness and the scrappiness of sometimes your early 20s and uh, taking ownership of your life, making peace with the mystery of the things that we can't explain, the unanswerable questions, all of it. It's all there in its most raw form. And um, I guarantee you will laugh. (laughs) You will laugh reading these stories and you will cry. You will probably cry from how hard you laugh at how painfully awkward my life is. Um, But I hope you cry also in feeling seen and feeling heard. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to release that. It is available for pre-order at singleshouldn'tsuck.com. That's right. I bought that domain. You better believe I bought that domain. (laughs) And I'm really excited. If you've purchased the pre-order book um, or if you've pre-ordered the book, I'd love to hear from you. Email me. That'd be so cool to hear. Um, that you know you've you've received or you've you know already made your purchase and I would love to hear your story but today on the podcast I really just wanted to share a bit of you know introduction of myself um so my name is Esther Marie that's my middle name I don't use my last name in my writing uh name because well for one it's really really hard to pronounce for most people (laughs) and two I just feel like I like being a little bit of a mystery you know (laughs) so um I'm a writer and I started writing since I was a kid I was homeschooled you know so there's that (laughs) and I was homeschooled during a time where it was definitely not cool to be homeschooled in the 90s and there was little to no resources out there god bless my mom she homeschooled myself and all my siblings and, um, but that's where I get my love for writing is, is from those years of my mom really just pouring into us. And she was an English major and she was a teacher. So she taught us all how to write. All my siblings are great writers and we love it. And I'm the one that really just took to it and felt like this is my, this is my thing. I'm really grateful for it. It's helped me find myself and, um, sometimes you don't know what you're feeling until you start writing. So if you, if you don't journal out there, if you don't do any form of writing, I definitely encourage you to, it's pretty amazing. 
So I uh, published my first book when I was 21. That was about 10 years ago. I'm 31 now. That's right. And um, yeah, it's it's been a journey and a half. That's for sure. I love surfing. I live in Southern California where it's absolutely beautiful. I'm sitting in my car right now, which is like the best sound studio ever. And I'm parked out at this beautiful beach overlooking the water and the boats coming in and people walking their dogs. And it's just, I love it here so much. I've lived here for almost 10 years and I can't get enough. I really, really, really love it here. So I love surfing. I love family and I nannied for about 12 years as well. So love kids. And, um, yeah, I, I think that um, life is all about relationships, and I really try my best to give myself fully and give my attention as much as possible to those relationships. And I can be pretty ambitious and, and goal-driven, um, but I like to have a lot of fun. So um, so love to travel, love to go on adventures, snowboard, uh, visit national parks. I camp way too much. You will see that in the book. It's like way too much camping going on. Esther, what did you? Okay, did you, could you just not afford a hotel room? <laughs> but it is it is a fun time um, sharing those stories, and I just love it. I love roughing it. I just I love feeling alive in those moments. There's lots of people that are like, yeah, I love feeling alive too at the Ritz Carlton. So, <laughs> and I love that too. Don't get me wrong that has its moment. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. I'm just, I believe that, you know, there's freedom in just being yourself and being authentic. And I didn't always know how to do that. I'll be honest. Like I know I wasn't always at peace with myself and I didn't know how to just find my own expression. Um, but that's okay. We're all on that journey together, figuring it out. And we don't have all the answers. I definitely do not have all the answers. So uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. But growing up, I um, reason why I even got into this topic was because I grew up in a time in Christendom. I am a, a, a Jesus follower, if I, if I could say, say that, put it that way. Um, but I grew up in Christianity in this time where everyone was kissing, dating goodbye, reading that book, you know, kiss, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, if you've heard of it. And uh, slipping on their chastity belts like it was the new fad, hashtag outfit of the day, you know? (laughs) Everyone was terrified of losing their virginity and just wanted to safely make it to the altar on their wedding day. That was like the main goal. And there was just this really weird, now looking back, it's weird, but at the time it was just normalized as, yes, this is the way, the ultimate way to hold on to your salvation and gain favor with God. You need to remain a virgin. Like everything about my faith was built around this idea that virginity was like the ultimate angelic kind of level of acceptance from God. And that's so weird that we've built such a, I guess, um, mysticism around it. It's built on truth. I mean, there's definitely scripture that helps us define the boundaries within our sexuality, but I don't not I don't know why we made it such a centerpiece for the season of singleness and especially our faith. Um so I think, you know, there was just a lot of misinformation and um 
you know, these untruths that were introduced during our early years in Christendom. If you were a millennial, you grew up and you attended the purity balls and the, you know, the acquire the fire conferences. And though they all had great things to offer. I'm not bashing any of those movements. They were great. The purity movement. I wore my skirts over my jeans, like a freaking rock star, you know, <laughs> and that was the thing to do. Like if you weren't dre- if you were wearing a skirt and you weren't wearing tights under it, then you were not modest and Jesus did not love you. <laughs> so it had its weird moment, but I think it did a lot of good too. Um, I think it really helped me come out of that season and realize I have a hunger for righteousness, but there's a difference between righteousness and rightness and me kind of you know, earning my way to God or coming up with all of these ways in which I think that I'm the most pure if I do X, Y, Z. No, purity is really, it's a state of heart. It's a state of mind and it's an obedience to Jesus, but out of faith, not out of works. So I won't get into that, but that's just a good backstory of how I got into all of this was really learning how to unravel myself and unravel my beliefs and ask a couple questions. I was really consumed with this idea that if I just wrote enough letters to my future husband, then God would bless me with the hottest man on the planet. And I really believed that with all my heart. And I never dated because I was so afraid that Jesus would not accept me if I dated because I was taught to believe that dating was evil. And I know that sounds so twisted and you all probably think I was a part of a cult or something, but you know what? We're all part of a a cult in a way, no matter what you ascribe to. Um, in, In not in a weird way, but in a, okay, we've joined ourselves to these communities and we define ourselves as whatever it could be. You could be a surfer and be in a cult. It's just a community. It's a weird way to put it, but yeah. So I think that, There was just a lot that came with that season that I needed to unpack and realize, wait a second, I've kind of been living in a hole and these beliefs may not be from Jesus. They may just be from people who, you know, were legalistic and wanted to create all these rules and Jesus might not be anywhere in these ideas. If he is, I want to find out. So I went on the journey instead of trying to find the one, I really wanted to just find myself. (laughs) And I may not have known that at the time, you know, at the time I may have just said, okay, I'm just going to date and figure this out one step at a time. And in the process, God began to just show me so much about who I am and what he had for me. And it became less about me finding the answers to the one question, is there just one person for us to marry? You know, I think that we all kind of struggle with that question. We all define our dating lives by that. Oh, they're not the one. Or, they're, they're, you know, this could be the one for me. I just, I'm figuring it out. I don't know how many times he reads his Bible a day. <laughs> I think that we kind of become obsessed with that, this idea. We idolize the concept of the one, thinking that there is this ultimate satisfaction in in finding this person and it's going to feel like this magical thing when we connect and maybe that could be a, a possibility it's definitely happened for people but is that the format and the formula or the principle that God is trying to lead us all into I don't believe that 
But I do believe it, that it, the story and the conversation is so much bigger. And it all begins when we say yes to the life right in front of us and the adventure. So I went on that journey. And because I couldn't find any books that I particularly could relate to on dating and singleness, I decided to write my own. <laughs> like That's just what you do, I guess, when you're a writer and you just can't find a solution or an expression for what you're feeling. And so I found this tethered notebook in the greeting card section in Target and I knew it would be a special story that I would put in that book. And I began to journal my my unwindings and unravelings of my singleness. And that's how Single Shouldn't Suck began nine years ago. So, yeah, I, I want this podcast to be short, sweet, to the point, and just diving into uh, the reality of this season. It's hard sometimes. I'm 31 and I don't have you know, the most incredible perspective on singleness every single day. I still wake up some days and feel lonely. I still long to be married. I still long to be a mother and I still long for connection. And I've been in love and I've let those loves go. And I've, I have billions and billions and billions of questions for Jesus about why this is happening the way that it's happening. But I've found so much resolve and resolution in realizing this this is not the way that I planned, but this is actually really good. And this story that I'm living and that I'm writing is pretty epic, just as epic as if I were married and if I had all those things. And I'm beginning to realize more and more every day, the more I say yes to my life and my moment and learn to love my life in front of me, that this is really worth indulging in. It really is. I have so much to be grateful for. I have so many relationships that are so fulfilling and I have so much to give. And so, yes, there's longing and yes, there's moments of impatience, but it really it really is outweighed by all of the good. And I really mean that I'm not I'm not trying to romanticize the the hard stuff or the real stuff. Because it is hard and you'll, you'll read about it in my journey. Um, so I see you and I feel you if you feel that way. I totally get it. It's not all a walk in the park. <laughs> There's a real sense of dissatisfaction. There's, you know, tension. There is, um, yeah, there's a lot that goes into, especially in your 30s being single. And especially feeling heartbroken and hopeless And I just want to say, I feel you and I get you. And um, this podcast is not going to be all about, you know, how to be the one or find the one. I mean, it's not going to be any of those things. I promise you. It is the furthest thing from that, actually. And that is the antithesis of my entire thesis and message with this book. It has nothing to do with finding someone one day. It has everything to do with finding yourself today. And we're going to talk about life in general. We're going to talk about dreams. We're going to talk about, you know, connection with friendships and family and your calling and 
your your faith and you know losing your religion and unraveling all of the misbeliefs like there's so much more that that should be happening in this season of singleness than we've given it credit for so I really want to bring attention to those things and I want to laugh along the way and I want to cry along the way and we're going to talk about you know all of the all of the controversial stuff we will for sure tackle but I just want you to know setting the precedents here that this is not this is not your relationship podcast. I mean, there's plenty of those out there. This is not going to be your cheesy cliche lines. I'm not your typical youth pastor that met his wife or met her future husband in, you know, a missionary school when she was 17. <laughs> that is not my story. And oftentimes I feel like a lot of the conversation that's happening on singleness is coming from people in that kind of a backstory. And that's great. They have so much wisdom to offer. I I really have been transformed by those messages, but it really can only go so far when it's not relatable to my specific journey, you know? And so I think that this could be a cool space for those of us who have felt that way and have been frustrated and annoyed and irritated with this conversation to, to talk about it and hopefully find some resolve for ourselves and peace with our own journey. So I want to thank you so much for being here and for connecting. I'm going to have some amazing guests on the podcast in the next coming weeks. And I'm really excited to share this with you guys because I believe that God is doing something in our generation. I believe he's given me this message for this time. And it's really unique because I know that when we just trust and really rely on him, that it breaks open the heavens above us. And I mean that more than just, you know, some kind of theory or mystical saying or, wow, that sounded really poetic. I really believe that this, the you know, the Bible says his spirit is searching across the whole earth for a heart that is turned towards him. And if your heart is turned towards him, he has something for you. So I want to just... Thank you again. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this journey with me. Thank you for buying the Single Shouldn't Suck book, reading it, and I want to hear what your thoughts are when it comes out. There is a free sample chapter that you can get on my website. Again, it's singleshouldn'tsuck.com, and you just put in your email address, and you can download that free sample. It's pretty funny. It really starts off with some pretty great comedy. So I hope you guys have the best day. And I cannot wait to be sharing more conversations like this in the days to come. Over now.